Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. It is time for the biannual, meaning every two years, thoroughly considered holiday gift guide. Dan Provost, can you explain what this is? Yes, it is our gift guide episode we do every two years. We decided. I don't know why. <laughs> so, was it by accident that we do it every two years? I, I think yeah, it was, I think we right? skipped it, and then we're like, hey, that was fun. Let's do I, that I again. we forgot and, last year. And then... Yeah. Two dots draw a line, and we'd establish the pattern. No, last year we, I think we did the "Would we still recommend these items?" episode, like a review, where we went through all of the stuff we have previously recommended, and would we would still do that? Yes, I think that was. How it. many times have we done this? Is this number three? At least it might be four. Uh, I think it's probably three. Four. This is the third one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the the parameter, there's really only one parameter for the gift recommendations is it has to be something you have used in your life for at least a year. And the reasoning there is no fads, no trendy things. We're looking for kind of resilient objects that stand the test of time of, oh, yeah, I've been using this for an extended period and it's still proven its value. That makes this the hardest thing for me. Mm. The one year. I have so many things that I want to recommend that, that I've gotten in the last six months. Mm. But I guess they have to wait, right? They got to wait. For... It's, I still use them in a year and a half yes, from exactly. now. exactly. Then maybe I can <laughs> talk about wait. them. I also, I was, said, I was talking to my wife about this this morning. And, I was, and she's like, oh, are you doing the gift guide episode today? And I said, yes. And she's like, what do you got? And I told her the things. And I said, I always feel bad about my things because I feel like you two come with like such great recommendations and I'm just like, ooh, computer thing. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes over the, over the rest of this episode. You're really but, building, you're really hyping. I, well, look, I'm hyping you up. Uh, for me, let down. So like, we'll see how we go, but I feel like I'm not. I see the strategy I here. I do not bring to the episode the same thorough consideration. Hmm. Although I have been thinking about this a lot hmm. for the last two weeks, but I just... They, my things are what I have. Are, are your three selections themed? Because mine are. No, you see, they're not. They're just like, oh. here's three things. <laughs> I was like, I could say two of them are kind of related, but the middle one has got yeah. nothing to do with these things. So I could have done this, but I'm missing out on the third thing that could tie it all together. You know? So let's talk about not the things, but let's meta talk about okay. them for another 30 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Leave the listeners. Any minute now. Right after this break. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to go first? Well, Dan does because he's he's all bragging about his theme and and everything. Yeah, all right, Braggy Dan. Give us the first one. Gosh. (laughs) I'm feeling bashful. Okay. First pick is a Yeti 10-ounce Rambler. This is a... I don't feel so bad about mine anymore. Oh man. <laughs> this is a great thing. But like, you know. Ouch. <laughs> so this is a uh insulated coffee container. Yep. And what I like about this, so there there's a couple things to speak about here. One is I've really become a fan of the Yeti 
mag slider TM lid. Ooh, what is that? <laughs> so the mag slider lid comes on many of their bugs. So, so that's like a separate thing to talk about is it is a perfect design for what I want in a coffee cup, which for me is it doesn't need to be watertight. Like I'm not putting it in a backpack or bringing it on an airplane or anything like that. It's just carrying around the house or in a car cup holder. Oh, do you? Um, which one and, are we talking about? Because they have multiple products called the Rambler. Is it the mug it, or like the big mug? Or actually, so it's I'm seeing here Rambler, and then it's ten ounce tumbler. You like the tumbler? So it's a okay. little, it's a little skinny yep. thing. And so this this specifically, so I used to have a ten ounce. I don't know the name of it, but it was like a high or it was like a rocks glass. Like it was a short and stout thing, which I really enjoyed with one fatal flaw is it was too wide to fit in any car cup holder that, is a problem. that I had. Yeah. And so I think and so my wife had this the 20 ounce version, which is she uses for tea and that fits in a cup holder fine. And I think this little guy, this 10 ounce one is a fairly new product in their lineup. And it was like, yes, you made exactly what I wanted, which is just a taller and skinnier version of the stout, like rocks glass style thing. So it was like, yes, you made exactly what I was looking for. And like 10 ounces is the perfect quantity for me for like my single cup of coffee that I drink in the morning. So... It's like yes, finally I finally solved the the coffee cup problem. You solved so. it. Congrats, Mr. Well, Yeti. I, I yeah. have one of the um the Rambler mugs. We did them for Real FM host gifts. If you guys oh, yeah, yeah. I really like exact that. Object. I really yeah. I think that that is a a nice thing to drink from except for the fact yeah. that it's insulated so well that I forget and I burn myself when I drink tea mm. every single time at yeah. least once. They do a good job. The insulation is mm-hmm. good, but you so you should consider with that mug I'm pretty sure you could get a mag slider lid yes. if you were interested like they would make one that fits on that. And this lid is cool. It's uh it's mag it uses like a magnet, I, I don't know how to describe. It. It's like you. It's got a satisfying little slider where you slide it, and it catches the magnet and kind of pulls it. And so it's like just satisfying to fidget with and kind of slide back and forth. But what's nice is it makes it really easy to clean because you can very easily just pop that, push that slider off, like detach it with the magnet. And so cleaning the lid is super easy. Um, so and it's, it's a, one magnet or two magnets. The slider has a magnet, or the lid has a magnet, or both. I, both. So it magnets closed okay. and magnets open. It feels like it's magnet and closed and open. Okay. Yeah. The lid has one magnet and then the thing has two and you do, it like jumps between mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Getty. They do the thing. <laughs> guess they have the oh, nearing the cachet of like an apple. I guess not exactly, but it's feels. People love them, right? Like, and they, they mm-hmm. do yeah. the whole yeah, it's thing. Up there. Right? Like, you want it. Like, will they be Nike in it. 10 years? Like, they have... You can just buy an ice bucket from them if you want to. I'm on their website yeah. right now. <laughs> you know? If you need the ice. But that's cool, though, right? The ice is not going to melt. Hey, if your dog needs water, you can buy a Yeti dog bowl 
You can just do that. There That's you go. the thing that they do. We make things that hold things. That they do the whole thing. Yeah, they're they're I mean it feels good. And you know, it's Austin company, so oh, is know, it? we can't Didn't know mm. that. Keeping it local. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna go next. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Do it. Uh, okay. I'm gonna choose a keyboard. Oh. It is a keyboard that I am very happy to recommend to people. It is a keyboard that oh. I've used basically every day for the last year or so. Sonnet. And it's called the Mode Sonnet. The company is called Mode. They have a selection of products. This one is called the Sonnet. It is what is known as a 75% keyboard, and that is based on the layout, meaning that you get all of the alpha keys, you get arrows, and you get function keys too. What I like about this layout as a keyboard person is if you have nice keycaps that you've chosen, you get to see more of them because there are more of them than you would find on a 65%. Is that because there's some on that right side that aren't usually there and the function? Some on the right side and then all the function keys because a 65% keyboard, you actually do still keep them on the right side, but you don't have the function keys. What's 100%? The numpad? Yes, it includes a numpad. Okay. But there's also an 80% where they also have like the the, the six cluster of like page up, page down, home end. Mode are the closest to a tech company in the way you buy the products that exist in the market. What do you mean the way you buy? Well, so like when you want to buy a product from a big company or a tech company, if they have a bunch of options like colors, you would go to their website and you would click on the color and you'd see the color, right? Yeah. It would show you what it looks like. They are like the only company in keyboards, like in custom keyboards that do this. What do you Everybody mean? else, you have to like scroll through a bunch of images and try and find the one you want. But like on Mode's website, yeah. they have like a configurator so you can choose yeah. your parts. And as you click through the configurator, it updates to show you what the keyboard you're going to buy looks like. They're the only ones that do this to this level. And they were the first to do it and they continue to be able to do it. Hmm. And their fulfillment is very good in that way that they actually have all these options and it's all done really well. And over time, one of the rec- reasons I recommend Mode is you can buy from them everything that you need so you can get all the parts for the keyboard and the switches and the keycaps and they're all in stock products that you can just go and buy from them uh that is still unbelievably but you're assembling this thing you can but i believe they also offer now a two things i think you can buy some bundles which is like you choose from a more limited set and it's all put together. Mm-hmm. Or I think you can now also pay them extra to put it together for you. Mm. But I would also say they have very good documentation on putting them together and it's not complicated. It's just you just spend a couple of hours and have a fun project where you're putting this thing together. Like I think they do a very good job of taking away some of the scarier parts. Like some products, like I, I just built a keyboard a couple of days ago and like I had it had a guide, but the guide just missed steps this is like that like there are things i know how to do because i have experience but they just Mm -hmm. did not bother to tell me so what i like about the mode site i love the design i love the options that they have the material choices that they have are fantastic you can really kind of trick this thing out and like Mm -hmm. you can you can go crazy like you can spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on this if you want to but you also you can buy something more basic like if you want uh like a you know the base 
part, you can have it be aluminium, and that's included in the package price, or you can spend $250 and have the thing fully made out of copper, and that you could kill a man with that keyboard, because it is so heavy. But their design, I love. Mm. The product overall, I love. It has just the right amount of features. It doesn't have any additional bells and whistles that just make things more confusing uh, or complex. And it is a, I think, pretty timeless design with the ability to add accent. USB, right? Yes. Pretty much all of these products, they require a USB connection. They're not Bluetooth. So, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you can like spec out a $700 keyboard. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you can. So, meta discussion, mm-hmm. gift giving. Mm-hmm. How do you give this discussion? Is this a good gift? And second question, how would you go about gifting something that is so preferential and customizable to an individual? So the way I took this item from a gift-giving perspective is if you are listening to this show and you want one, this is what I recommend that you sell someone in your life that you're looking for a custom keyboard. And something that I mm-hmm. like with Mode is you can go in and make all of your choices and they give you a code for a configuration oh, that somebody cool. else can paste into the website and just pre-fills everything and they can just buy it. Perfect. That's good. So like that's a way to, to deal with the gift-giving part of it. But this to me is like I get people ask me all the time, like what keyboard, what keyboard? This is the one I recommend. Yeah, the platform. It's more like the platform than the keyboard, right? It's mm-hmm. like this is the the set of variables that you they're all good variables and if you play within these variables you'll be happy yes right if you stick to anything on mode's website like and you just buy the whole package from them you are going to have a good time like i have used all of their Mm -hmm. products the keyboards and they have other keyboards too but i'm not recommending those because the one that I haven't had it for more than a year, even though I would recommend their other ones. Uh, the keycaps are all good. The switches are all good. Like I've been happy with the range of products that I've seen from them. Mm-hmm. So they would be my first recommendation to anyone today from a like price to performance to design. Like I think yeah. they hit on all of those things in a way that I think they are just an, just a very easy recommendation for me. And they are also like I use their products every single day i always gravitate back to them nice yeah you can tell that they like even the packaging on the switches is good and stuff like that yeah it's just like all the packaging is great like and their whole experience is good you know and they've done a thing recently where they are minimizing some of their packaging it's still the experience is still nice but they're shipping the keyboard to you in a case that you can use but the case is the packaging and like the protection Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm the mm-hmm. keyboard in transit which i think is a clever way of doing mm-hmm. it and they also like mm-hmm. their accent pieces so they have like little accent colors and stuff little bars that you put yeah you inlay into the products they sell new ones of those they do 3d printed ones if you want to like change up the look of the keyboard if you have maybe mm-hmm. some cool new keycaps that you bought yeah they're, they're the cool. ones that i recommend and i think the sonnet is a great option yeah cool nice cool i almost i almost did a keyboard i mean i i couldn't for many reasons and I just didn't but now that I've had a brief history with a touch ID button on the keyboard Mm-mm. it feels like I can't go back well you could do the fun thing where you <laughs> dig out the touch ID button and make a get a little 3D printed thing and you can just keep it on your desk I've done that although I broke mine 
I, I, that's not going to be a product we make, but uh, I want it to be. <laughs> just like a just a little bit of mechanic of, of apple keyboards yeah. outside the back of the that's studio right. just like crash yeah cool well i you know i am stand at a distance from this kicky clicky keyboard world and sometimes i would say sometimes that might be for the best for most yeah people. yeah yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's like right there it's mm-hmm. maybe maybe leave it you know leave it leave it cool i guess i'm up okay here's the here's the tricky thing about this one i'm actually not even certain if i recommended this before okay but if i did it doesn't matter because i have a new like a new a different take on it i think so okay it's this wera hex key set of tools and I don't know if I've actually recommended this before or the, just the idea of like a nice tool or whatever. It's just a set of like Allen Wrench's hex keys. But they mm-hmm. continue to bring me such delight. And the thing that actually is, I think, particularly remarkable about them, they're like very high quality in terms of like the steel's very hard and the, the machining on the hex is really good so that it's just, it feels really good to use them. But having three agents of chaos in my house that are all, you know, under the <laughs> age of nine, um, having these be, they're like rainbow colored. So it's like normal hex keys, but they have this like rainbow plastic band on each side, on each size. And it just really makes them stick out as an object and a set. And so it's very difficult for them to get lost. They also have a nice, really mm-hmm. nice little simple case that comes with them. And so... I would say even if, because these are like 40 bucks. So it's like 40 bucks for a set of like, you know, 10 or whatever or nine hex keys. So like not crazy expensive, but also expensive for, you could buy that set for $5 or $3 if you wanted to as well. Mm-hmm. And I would typically, I think, would have recommended being like, oh yeah, sometimes nice tools are good for people who really care or like engineers or designy people. But my mind has changed and the fact that these are like so rainbowy and such a set makes them really great because you don't lose the hex key which i think i would guess is everyone's normal life where it's like they're just always get lost or they're like just clunky and cheap and they feel like ephemera or like Mm -hmm. so like when i get a ikea thing or i'm gonna assemble something i just throw away that hex key that comes with it i'm like get out of my life you you're crappy. And I grab my really nice, beautiful rainbow hex keys and use those. And I get a little bit of delight from them. And so I just think the fact that they are so strongly a set and so strongly like if one is missing from the little case, it really feels like it's missing. So for that reason, I think that it's definitely something that has now applies to a much broader range of people rather than like, oh, get this for your like nerdy, you know brother-in-law or something Mm -hmm. it's like no just this is like feels good in general kind of like a nice pair of scissors from you know shows of the past that dan's recommended i think this Mm -hmm. in particular as a tool is pretty it's like pretty nice so and if you're really going to be an a plus gifter you could get the imperial and the metric versions so that and like if you have that Mm -hmm. you just like have everything like you literally it's like you never need a it's like you have all the hex keys and you're just set so 
I think I've had them for like four years or five years or something. But um, I don't think you've recommended this before, but I think we've spoken about a product like this before. I think it was on that Johnny Ive like yeah, top maybe. tip mm-hmm. thing. It was like a different mm-hmm. rainbow color thing, but it looks yep. really nice. Mm-hmm. I will, can, if you don't mind, I would like to piggyback on that and offer like a, a sub recommendation. Yeah. For, it does fit within the rules, but uh, the iFixit toolkit. Mm. Ooh, I have that. The yeah. iFixit Pro Tech Toolkit. Um, and th- what made me think of that is similarly, when I'm building keyboard stuff, they always send you a packet of tools yeah. that you need. And it includes like different hex, like key, like the tiny ones, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I never, ever use those. I just go and grab the iFixit Toolkit. Yeah. And like that yeah. is going to be better quality than what they sent me. And I'm always really happy with, with that instead. And you got all the little screwdrivers you need, and all the you little, got every yeah. possible little bit that you could look for. Yeah, yeah, that's a great recommendation. Every time I use that kit, I I think in the back of my head, this should be this should be a gift guide recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is really useful. It's uh, it's surprising how often it you know it's just so random. You know, I remember. It's like my son wanted to take apart like a Brio train and it had like a triangular Uh screw for some reason. And it's like, oh, I can actually do that. I have the setter. And there's, and there's, I use it all the time in non-traditional ways too. Like I remember I needed basically like a toothpick, but much harder than wood. And it was like, oh, I'm just going to use the like tiniest little like thing in the set it's like a very good just kind of throw the kitchen sink at it type you know there's kind of everything in there and i've even used that kit to do the thing that the kits are made for like i took apart an ipod with it you know Uh i've I've Mm. like got the little (laughs) guitar picks in and i'm like melting the glue and like the whole thing so that's a good that's a good uh kit of tools that i recommend people just have because it's got a bunch of everything and the protect toolkit is good for that where it's like you get the driver and all the bits and some tweezers and like it's like a whole good you just know you're covered it's just like you just know you're covered yeah and that that feels Mm -hmm. same with like this hex key thing it's like if you especially have the metric and the imperial it's like you just if you get those two things you know you got all of it and they're all good and they're all there Mm -hmm. you know that's just there's Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. really nice about that I have a similar, just that made me think also of if you really want to go crazy, there's Wera, the same company, makes this thing called Craftform. Uh, and it's like a roll of like all these micro screwdrivers. And it's also another object that's just like, this has every little tiny screwdriver, um, but it is more expensive and bigger than like that set is that the craft form micro yeah i just i just sent the yeah. link in the thing but it, it it's okay. just something really pleasing about about it and um it much well, there's a lot of screwdrivers yeah mm. much much more uh niche probably than that but it's another just like this particularly feels good i have a small set of the wearer uh, screwdrivers but uh-huh. i've I have found myself just gravitating back towards the the uh, the bits. I fix it one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I, I like the I like the bit style plus yeah. a handle yeah. approach. Yeah. No. Um, it feels less fiddly than like pulling each screwdriver out when I know I've got it wrong every single time about what size I need. You know? 
Yeah. And just the way they're displayed yeah. in that foam where you can see like the tips yeah. of all of them kind of lined up. It's, it's a nice display. Um, Tom, what are your thoughts on, uh, the kind of Swiss army style hex? I hate those things. I'll tell you why. Individual. You can't make anything tight with them very well. Uh, like mm-hmm. they, you, A, they're often awkward. Like the, the reason why hex keys are so magic for assembling furniture in particular and stuff is you can fit them in small places and you can get a lot of leverage. Mm-hmm. When you get one of those big, chunky, mm-hmm. like Swiss Army things, you can, your hand's too big. And then when you try to turn it, you can't get the torque. So I really despise those. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I just don't like them. And it's like, yeah. because here's the thing, when you're assembling furniture or something like that, tightness of the screw is literally everything. And I would wager that almost mm-hmm. everyone does not tighten screws tight enough ever because like, I know the only reason that I tighten screws is because I use an impact wrench <laughs> to tighten every <laughs> screw. And I do it artfully because I like have skill at that. And I'm just like, I, whenever I'm assembling furniture, I'm like, no one is doing this properly. I just like, I'm like talking to myself. I'm like, so poor people, they don't have the right tools and they are not doing this properly. <laughs> Their chairs are going to fall apart. apart. <laughs> yeah. Because if you don't tighten it tight enough, you know, someone listening to the show right now that their chair just fell apart. I know. They're it's, just it's, like yeah. sitting in and they're like, Tom was right. They're just like sitting there. You know? I just, He's like, no. You're right. I didn't use an impact wrench. I know. Wait, so so when, you, when you build like Ikea furniture, you do it with like a yeah. drill basically. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wool man. special drill. Yeah. Yeah. And things get tight. What's it, and what really is fast. so good about an impact wrench? Explain that. Okay. So, okay. So, so, you know, on like a normal Phillips like screw, like the cross screws, yep. heaven forbid yep. someone gives you a flathead screw. Those should be wiped from the earth and never exist anywhere. But <laughs> a Phillips screw, the thing that sucks about them is as you, apl- as you turn them, they're trying to pull themselves out. They like torque out. Right. And that's why people strip screws all the time, especially with the normal drill is because you have to apply a lot of downward pressure to counteract it twisting and coming out, right? Well, they mm-hmm. invented screws that fix that. They're called Torx screws. They're the little star screws. For some reason, companies don't use those foolishly. I think it's because consumers don't have the bits. Everyone should. But anyways, so whenever you're trying to use a screwdriver, you have to, you have to push down and screw, right? That gets very difficult and time-consuming. If you try to use a drill... You can do it, but it's hard. But with an impact wrench, which I have one right here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. You know, he was building a table just before this. Literally. With the, with, with the hor- t- Torx bit on the end, by the way. Um, every time it screws, once Torx gets high on it, every time it screws, it also hammers down. So you don't have to push down as hard because it's literally hammering itself back into the screw head every time it's twisting. So it's very easy to actually over torque what you're doing and like drive a screw like through the board all the way because it has a ton of torque. So you have to be a little bit careful. But yeah, that's why I use like more of an impact or like a hammer drill. There's lots of words for it, but basically it's like a him- impact drill. Yeah, impact yeah, driver. Impact driver is like the common. And they're now really common. You know, it's like if you buy a drill set, there'll be a a drill and an impact driver. And that's what an impact driver is for. It's like literally driving in screws because it does that really well. Um, but the, getting back to the hex key thing, it's the same thing where it, those Swiss army ones just suck at, it, it, 
they just suck at applying torque to things, and that's really what you need to do to actually assemble something. Well. What I like about mm-hmm. those wearer ones, I have a set that's similar to that, uh, but not those exact ones. It's, but it's like the little ball end on the other side. Yeah, so you can get a better because angle. It can and, help you mm-hmm. get into something yeah. that you might be struggling mm-hmm. to get because you can get get in from an angle yeah. and still do it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's that's a cool cool yeah. addition. It's. I mean, I, I, it is like everyone. This is not for like you know, kind of fix it people anymore. It's like everyone has to deal with Allen wrenches and our hex keys, and mm-hmm. it's like worth getting it. So there's that. Round one. Round one. Wow. Long, long round one. We did it. It's your second okay, one. Okay, we then. doing snake draft style or just <laughs> no? Let's just go back around to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I've got. Uh, clean canteen with sports cap. Now, Dan, there is a thing. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm seeing the thing now. now, Dan. Tell me if you get it. <laughs> are you getting, getting it? it? It's not three, three separate products. items. <laughs> uh, link it up, Dan. Link it up. I have been using a cl- insulated 20 ounce clean canteen bottle for at least a decade, probably. Did you find out about these from XOXO like I did? I did not. Okay. I, and I was I scooped up all of their sports caps that they had in a separate bucket because <laughs> that is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh so that's part of that is it's the 20 ounce insulated bottle which I like and it looks like this one comes with a loop cap and I like the sports cap or sport How cap classic you? sport How cap which is kind of kind of like a it's like a Gatorade you know style disgust disgust no oh wow okay okay what is your what is your counter <laughs> no no keep going this? okay I'll counter I'll counter but you keep going oh <laughs> I just like drinking from it I don't have much else to say beyond that <laughs> <laughs> Answer for your crimes, Dad. It keeps uh, <laughs> it keeps cold beverages cold. It uh, the you can put it in the dishwasher. I struggle with with these metal ones where I don't know what I'm doing, but I feel like they get a smell. Mm. Do you ever have this? No, but are you cleaning the? No. Do you have a straw or anything like that no like the actual inside i've i've heard of other people have these mm. problems too like we i have a great hmm. relay fm clean canteen which was another gift but like it got a smell and i can't get it out of there <laughs> and it's just like well mm. i'll just put it on a shelf now and it'll be a display model <laughs> and i had to go to like plastic like now gene style interesting it's the only thing that i've found that like i don't know deals with it i don't hmm. know Hmm. Well, okay. I, Maybe I have smelly water. I don't know what to say. You might. Or it might be the silicone. If there's a silicone O-ring seal, a silicone picks up smells uh, the most out of any like thing, okay. the material. So it might be the O-ring on the bottle that is picking up the smell, not the stainless steel. Oh, interesting. Okay. I have a lot of clean canteens in my life because that's what our kiddos use for water bottles. And we have been through every type of lid that they have. Uh, I personally don't like the the sport one that you have, Dan, because I think the friction for pulling it up is way too hard. And oh, I used to hate with pulling it. Yeah, in it just feels like way too much. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to lose my front teeth. Yeah, not good. Didn't like that. They have recently released two new cap types that are really nice. This like wide chug cap and the like twist cap and this cafe cap. Um, yeah, I don't think any of those fit on this bottle, though. They, they don't. So we use this. I just The one I linked is, like, really wide open. So the mouth 
is just as wide like the whole distance down so it doesn't have a little mm-hmm. shoulder so it's easy to clean and like the dishwasher actually clean it well and these mm-hmm. caps all mm-hmm. fit in it and they're all like really nice actually like they finally the chug the chug cap it's got a little cap on it though you don't have to do that the other one there's this cafe cup is just, just a little hanging twist. off then it's pretty um yeah tk wide is a very funny name to me because it's like i'm familiar with tk of like in journalism right like it's like to come it means we're gonna come up with a name for this later on oh, <laughs> like tk wide uh, uh, the other the other thing they've done nice on these new caps is there's a really strong metal handle that's like robust mm, for kids mm-hmm. so like you could like hang it and it's like not gonna break and like whatever so they just really who they did a design rev on these caps and it's like oh, okay you guys did this they've really upped the game so anyways i I, yeah. I i really like it yeah i could try i i do like the dimensions of this like the fact that it's 16 ounces well they do have a 20 ounce one but like the 16 ounce one might i might actually try that to just have it not be quite as tall as yeah. the as my current one because the current one the current one with the thinner neck that i have they don't offer 16 ounces insulated Uh, but they have the colors are interesting the colorways on them are nice like just yellows and anyways these things like a yeti like a insulated coffee mug or an insulated water bottle they're uh they're nice gifts for a certain genre of gift like giving to a teach like teacher appreciation mm-hmm. gift or things like that where it's like you will- this can probably fit into your life pretty easily <laughs> like, yeah you're not asking them to yeah you're not asking much and it's like who you know do you like hot beverages do you like cold beverages well do i have a product for you um so i in that uh in that aspect i think they're pretty or just like white elephant you know those type of situations it's like they, they, I feel like they slot in yeah, pretty neutral. easily to those contexts. Yeah. yeah. My uh, second item oh. is a Paul Smith dressing gown. Whoa. Okay, Mr. Bathrobe. UK. Oh, dressing <laughs> gown. You said dressing gown, and yeah. I immediately just saw Ebenezer Scrooge, <laughs> yeah. like, in my... Could but be. it's not that... It's not, an, like, a sleepy gown. It's a bathrobe. We call this a robe. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but we call them dressing gowns. So okay. I don't, and it's and it is a British brand, and it says artist stripe dressing gown. <laughs> this was a gift that I got uh, from my wonderful wife, and I adore this thing. Mm. My point is not to tell you to buy this Paul Smith artist stripe dressing gown, <laughs> although if you do, I tell you, you will be happy because it's great. Uh, but it's more just the comfort that something like this can provide to you in your life is good. Tell me about that. It's soft. It's nice. Like, I like it. When I get home, I put my gown on, and I'm, like, all cozy, you know? What are you wearing under the gown? wearing a little portable blanket. So so this is out. This is not a bathroom context for you. You're just wearing it like a Strolling down the street. I wear it as it is my lounge. (laughs) It's part of my lounge where I'm home. Have you ever been outside with it? Only to put the trash out. Wait, are you? Tell me exactly how you're dressed. Is there no shirt on underneath? (laughs) No, T-shirt. T-shirt underneath. T-shirt, dressing gown. I would pants? like tracksuit pants, track pants. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Nice pair of slacks. See, you, and you're Oxfords. just in a colder place than us. <laughs> <laughs> I do live in a colder place. That, look, London. Yeah. 
Texas. I know, you I know, know, I know. Like, well, that's I what know I'm trying to, to tell you. That's right? what I'm trying to. Okay, so so this really is like Dan asked. It's not a bedtime bedroom bathroom context. This is literally an overcoat for the house. This is how I wear it. I mean, like you could just wear it as you get out of the bath or the shower. Although I tend not to wear it when I get out of the shower because now I'm too hot because I've had a hot shower. Okay, right? so mm-hmm. I'm put the robe mm-hmm. on. But like mm-hmm. this is like. This is part of my just. This is my lounging. This is my lounging comfort. I love right? it. What obviously not three hundred and sixty-five days a year, right? But like now, I'm very much in dressing gown season. Yeah, man. Are you smoking a pipe? I mean, I could be. <laughs> should you need that? You should be. You should <laughs> you be smoking bags from the volcano. That's what you should be doing. Uh, yeah, I feel like you. You have to get a physical newspaper subscription yes. just so you can walk out of the house in the morning to go collect, collect it. it. <laughs> I could do that. I have owned and been gifted robes over the years and I've never been able to find a place for them in my life. And I suspect the weather is plays a big part where yeah. it's not cold enough to wear them and i never and i that's why i was interrogating about the the bathroom versus every day it's like i kind of never knew it's like am i supposed to put this on after my shower like what do i do <laughs> i think <laughs> i, I, I think they are intended to be for that yes but like yeah. i i yeah. wear it as like an all the time thing like it, i find yeah. it to be very comfortable and nice and cozy and like that's just how i choose to i love the yeah i have i have like shawl button up cardigan sweaters that fill this exact role like i'm in comfy time i wear them like open so it's like they're and that's, like a, I, almost wearing a blanket closed, like because right? like you yeah, could have so like I, a pullover hoodie or something but i like the temperature regulation of the robe yeah you know? yeah so i i guess i do have a place in my life where this thing is just already solved by a different type of clothing this but, idea yeah, of loungewear though is pretty good. I never really considered myself that at 35 I would be a robe and slippers person, <laughs> but I am a robe and slippers person. That's just where I am in my life, and I'm happy. About I think. It. I think. I think COVID put us all on fast forward in terms of that's true. Uh, just being very comfortable with uh, the comfy home lounge wear. That tracks. That, it really tracks for you, Mike. I think uh, I'm, I'm glad that this exists. <laughs> I think I'm going to forever imagine you in this now. I'll send you this picture later on so you, you can need see a pipe. how I look in my robe. You really need a pipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to buy a nice armchair or something. Yeah. So I can sit in it. Can you get, a duvet. Can you get one of those like bedtime hats that's like a, a triangle like, oh. that kind of is now, a we don't need to be all carry around a, can, a candle. Yeah. <laughs> Carry a candle on it. Shout at children outside of the window. I can do all of that. A little Palo Santo stick. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Pretty great. All right, Tom, you're up. Okay, I'm up. Oh, man, I really want to kind of, I kind of want to change my recommendation, but I'm not going to. Whole can of worms. But, uh, okay. So, this, this is kind of the, like, opposite object from what I just recommended. And it's, like, cheap. And uh, it's, a window bird feeder from Amazon. It's like probably like the top like window bird feeder from Amazon, and it's like <laughs> oh great. I mean, who would want the top window bird feeder? You know what? You get second best. It's, what are you crazy? It's like um, it's like plexiglass. You know, it probably won't last. HGTV but, said yeah, it was the best yeah, one. Yeah, it's like so. it ticks all the boxes of like trash city, right? Um, but <laughs> look at that. 
Look at that cat just peering up at it in one of these. Uh, Not for you, cat. You can't have it. Now, I will say, what's shocking is, like, our relationship with the, like, birds on our property and our land has completely changed because of this thing. Like, you stick it on a window, and it takes them a couple days to get used to, like, the humans that are on the other side of the glass. But eventually they do. And you're just like, can be sitting right by it. And they just come up and like eat food. And they're like always constantly like coming back and forth. And it's like kind of exactly what you want. Like the little seed tray comes out. It's like very simple. It's inexpensive. It's like just kind of just, it feels like a super commodity thing. Um, But it really compared to like a birdhouse, like a normal, you'd think of birdhouse. um, This really just changes the game in terms of like, your or at least our interaction and the kids interaction with the birds and it's such an easy low hanging cheap inexpensive thing it's a low i thought you were gonna say low hanging fruit it's a low hanging that's a real low hanging seed yeah in my life. so i don't know it's um i i just have, i just have a lot of delight with it and it just feels like yeah. this is something that just everyone should have like why not it's like so simple. If you have a window. See, the thing is, there's a thing you keep saying, which I've ne- literally never thought of in my life, which is changing my relationship with the birds. Well, I've there you go, bud. never needed to do that. There you go, bud. I'd never considered it. I feel like we would just get lots of pigeons and like that would just kind of be it. There's only one way to find out. I was going to ask, is there any, uh, what's the bird poop situation? So yes, underneath, there. that's the trick is if you, if underneath there's bird poop, right? Like directly below. That's an absolute deal breaker for me. But what <laughs> if it's in a place where that's on your grass? That won't be a problem if it's in the grass. Yeah, I but suppose. But then you got like I, we, the poop square on the grass, you know? Like, yeah, don't I mean, stand this under is, that. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. We, we, uh... I'm I'm scarred. I have the battle wounds in our old house in the a front entry of our house. Some like barn swallows, I think, built like a nest in the corner and were like having, you know, eggs and hatching babies and stuff. And the amount of poop, good lord. <laughs> it was just like such a nightmare. And it's, it's not like, like that. <laughs> if babies up there, like I'm not gonna just knock their like I'll wait till they leave and then I but just like cleaning it up with such I'll, a I'll wait till they leave, then I'll burn their host house down. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it when they're in there. I mean I'll wait no, till no, they go. I mean like kind of <laughs> like, season, they, like they abandon the it eventually, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and then so they're like figuring out ways to prevent another nest in the future and it's like i got all those like spiky things and that didn't work of course they were just perching you know and it was like i finally figured out a method that seemed to work but what a nightmare so my relationship with birds is fraud. Well, maybe well, this will help it, it. So you just can change your relationship with the birds <laughs> my that's what it's i hear not, so here's it's the thing like this isn't a nest so if you don't like it just take it off mm-hmm. uh it doesn't it's not mm-hmm. that much poop and because a lot of them take a seat and just yeah. leave, like they're not like sitting there for a long yeah. time. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it's yeah. pretty nice. Like, how are there other animals that interfere? With well, yeah, I mean, so, a squirrel would if it's depending on I mean, where you put it. This is the problem. We have a squirrel mm-hmm. problem in our home, mm. and it's fine, but they're everywhere all the time. Yeah, I <laughs> I took a photo from my front door the other day. 
where, in my view, I could see three squirrels. They're just, just there in the garden. There's like one on the tree, one on the fence, one on the planter. We have squirrels everywhere, which is, you know, it's its own thing. I kind of like seeing yeah. them, but I feel like I would put that up and the squirrels would take but over. But if, if, if it's like on yeah. our house, the there's no accessible – it's just stuck on a window. So there's actually no accessible way for the squirrels to, like, get to it, you know, mm-hmm. rather than, like – From above, drop in. No, they can't. It's like too far. You know, we have a very specific yeah. situation, but so yes, those yeah. are all problems. Yeah. But I think the fact that this thing is glat, like clear, and you're, yeah. it's like you're looking at a bird, like when it comes, it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So, man, I love the gift guide episode. <laughs> you just never know what you're going to get, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's a clear plastic bird feeder, number one on Amazon. <laughs> you know? We're changing our relationship with the birds. That's right. That's 22,000 right reviews. Yeah. I mean, it's no, it's no slouch. People love it. <laughs> that's a lot of relationships changed. A thousand bought in the but last yeah, month. For sure. Someone is yeah, cleaning up. See how that goes up after this episode. That's right. Goes yeah. Up, you know? <laughs> All right, Dan, let's see if we can guess the theme. It's going to be a pale. <laughs> Wait, is it back to me? I think so, right? Yeah, it's back to you now. Oh, Okay. I'll be so impressed if you can guess. Uh, bucket. <laughs> it is the Hasami porcelain mug. <laughs> this is yet another vessel <laughs> to drink liquid out of. <laughs> What's so funny? If you, it's, it's like a doctor told you something. Do you have to like drink more liquids? Like, What's going on over there? Why is there so many... Liquid. Everyone vessel. should probably be drinking more liquids. But that is probably true. true. Okay, so wait. Uh, so when is this product in use where the Yeti isn't? So this one is in use for evening tea. <laughs> uh, this is actually my wife primarily uses this. I don't use. I bought this as a gift for this my wife. Is a beautiful mug. Exactly. Mm. So it's like already using mugs. Here's a nice one. It's really as simple as that. It feels nice. It's made in Japan. It's got a nice shape to it. It. Ha- I will warn you, the texture outside is oh, uh, it's that texture, pretty rough, yeah. which I think is nice. But if you're kind of like nails on a chalkboard yeah. to that kind of texture, yeah. then steer clear. But um, it's nice. It's unique. Like I don't have any other mugs that have that texture, so it's nice in that regard. Um, so again, this obviously continues the theme of drinking vessels, but it continues the theme of like, need a gift idea. Yeah. Here's one. Different vibe for sure. Yeah. These are good gifts. What I do like is we have, we do have for all occasions we have now a recommendation for drinking. That's right. Yes. It's like, what, you got a drink? <laughs> I didn't do any stemware. Maybe that'll be in two years. Oh, that's a great thing. It makes you me want to make a, a bunch mug. of stemware now yeah. so that in, a, in right, two Dan. years from now, you will have had exactly. it for a lot, enough time. Yeah, that you the, can the clock is ticking. Stemware is yeah. overrated. <laughs> I'm going to make what I think is probably the most boring pick. This is the one that I feel like is dragging me down and is the pick that I have been... Uh, the most hesitant about and why I think that my picks are bad is this pick. But I have a reason for it. White office paper. <laughs> no, it's a gray office paper. No, it is the Logitech MX Master 3S wireless mouse. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. So I apologize for the pick. I like these little scrolly wheels on the side. I have two reasons why I am recommending this mouse specifically. Okay. Ew, it's got a USB on the front. It should be on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> like all good mice design. <laughs> the problem is you can use this one while it's charging. I'm sorry to have to tell you about that. What but a design you can flaw. Do it. You can. I would say the, the actual design flaw for this mouse is this mouse is, it has both Bluetooth. If you buy the Mac version, it has Bluetooth, but also works with a receiver. The receiver is the way you should use it, but the receiver is USB-A. Mm-hmm. They have not made a USB-C yeah. version, but it does yeah. work. Like I have like a USB, I have it plugged into my studio display with just like this USB-C to USB-A dock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It works yeah. fine, but they, they do not make a USB-C receiver yet, which they should. But Get is it, it a two Which if you, have a, if you have a laptop, that's actually kind of a bummer because you don't want to two inch adapters yeah where if you have a desktop you can hide it when i use it with a laptop i just use it in bluetooth mode and it has like the bluetooth one it has like three uh pairing you can pair it with three different devices which is cool but here's why i recommend it one you should use a mouse like I, i really recommend uh in your life to have multiple input devices so i typically will use a trackpad and a mouse. And this is really good for ergonomics and RSI to be mixing up your life with Mm. input devices. And I actually recommend that you put one on each side. So I have a mouse on my right side of my keyboard and I have a trackpad on the left side of my keyboard. Um, And I do this so like I naturally switch between the two, but then I also get the benefits of both. You get the precision of a mouse but you can scroll with a trackpad and you can like pinch and zoom and gestures mm. and all that kind of stuff. Scroll. And I'm guessing a left-hand scroll is like pretty easy to do. Yeah. So I recommend having both anyway for ergonomics. But the reason I like this mouse specifically, the 3S, is the click is silent. Mm. That is mm. the only difference between the MX Master 3 and the MX Master 3S. Oh, S so for silent, I the, bet. I think that's what it is. This is this is what the mouse sounds like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You we can't hear that. it. You can't hear it. Now, perf- I would say especially good for a podcaster is to have a mm-hmm. mouse which does not make a clicky sound. But just in general, you will not realize how much nicer it is to use a mouse that doesn't isn't constantly making a loud noise yeah. until you use this one. And then you realize, oh, this is so much nicer. Like I have on my, I have two desks in my, in my studio and on my other desk, I have the MX Master 3. And I hate using that thing because it's like click, 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 click all the time. But the 3S, really nice and quiet. And I like it a lot. It's silent. And does that mean the button has no tactile oh, it, feedback. You feel the click. I don't know how they've done it. You feel the it. click. You feel the click. silenced it. It's silent. And like, so, hmm. so I have like keyboard switches that are called silent tactiles where, and mm. I use those on the keyboard at my, in my recording setup because you don't want to hear me typing either. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like you can feel that there is something going on. Like you can feel it under your fingers that there is a resistance which feels satisfying, but it's not making a loud noise. And I assume that Logitech brought some kind of technology there. I assume it's dampened somehow. Yeah. Um, like in keyboard switches, you just put these little pieces of silicone in. And so it, 
makes the physical feel, but the sound is absorbed. Yeah, yeah. And I assume that's what they're doing with this mouse. But I really like it. The battery lasts forever. It charges via USB-C, which is good, but they've got to sort out the receiver part. Um, yeah, MX Master 3S. I've been a fan of this product in its many iterations over the years. Logitech make the best mice for, like, non-gamers, yeah. you know, like just like regular mm-hmm. mice, which look fine. And, and the design of this one is nice. Like it's it's not anything much. I like the white-gray one that they have more than mm. the black one. Yeah. I think that it's quite yeah. a, a neutral, nice design. Uh, I'm a big fan, and I really recommend this one. I don't want to also be like, but really? Have you ever tried one of these trackball? The Ergos? Yeah. Trackball? Yeah, I tried one, and my my thumb didn't like it. I'm not a big fan of trackballs, but I've used them and I like them. Also, Logitech make the MX Ergo series, which are like sideways mice. Yeah. Logitech makes so many great products like this. Yeah. And and I, 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 if you buy any good Logitech mouse, you'll be having a good time. Like from the Ergo series or the Master series, yeah. like you're gonna have a good time. What? Oh, what about these wheels? Mm. How, how are the wheels? The the like scroll oh. wheels. They're great. Logitech created this system um, where when you're moving the wheel slowly, it scrolls with notches. But if you do it quickly, it just spins, spins. perpetually yeah. forever. It's mm. And it also has a button where you can you can switch. So if you just want it scrolling or you just want it freewheeling, you can do uh, that. Cool. Uh, but mm. I think the combo design that they created is really, really nice where like at slow speeds and fast speeds. Is this side ball for horizontal scrolling? Or I'm guessing you can yes. change it here. Pretty yes, nice. horizontal scrolling. I I got I think stick with my ergo, but that's pretty nice, pretty compelling. I love it. Do you use the side buttons for anything? Uh, I recommend not using those. I I have them as mm. forward and back in a browser, but leave it at that. Mm. Like I when I first oh you know what I use on the side buttons? I have a killer use for those okay map it to archive in your email oh that's nice so Mm. when i'm in my email that's the only thing i use it for i can just like click 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 to archive and it like works real good really good. that's actually a good use yeah like i i when i first got one of these mice i set it to a bunch of um shortcuts in logic because i thought oh, i could just uh-huh. use the mouse but that was also really bad on my fingers like i was clicking them like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times oh. and that wasn't great either yeah. like basically all of this stuff is like find ways to minimize the amount of repetitive actions yeah. the r in rsi is repetitive yeah. and so mm. like just and so that's why i also recommend people like mix up their input devices at yeah, their macs and their pcs if they can uh because your hands and wrists will thank will thank you for it in the long run great final pick now here's the thing about this pick okay uh, it doesn't have a link and it's almost more of an idea <laughs> concept if you will ideas don't have links you know that everybody knows that Here, okay here's here's what i okay the thing that has really changed uh my children love legos and build a lot of legos and uh the thing that has completely changed what they build and how they build and how they think about it is lego plants and i mean literally like the leaves and the big like branches and stuff 
And so buying bulk Lego branches and leaves, and you can do that on BrickLink, which is like the like used. Oh, that's that's the link. The link is BrickLink. Yeah, yeah like no, a, I have them. Like I could send them. <laughs> the word link is in BrickLink. <laughs> There's no link. <laughs> There's also no brick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't actually I sent you words. But also on Amazon, there are knockoff like Lego plants that you can buy pretty cheaply. Um, I guess I'll like link to one for the show but as a concept and as like a gift like if you have a kiddo or someone or anyone in your life that likes building legos a lot like just getting them a bunch Mm. of lego plants which you can do pretty inexpensively like under 20 bucks you can get like a decent amount it completely changes here i'll send one link to like a knockoff like lego thing on amazon which are actually pretty fine um it really just completely changes the it's like such a Instead of a set, like giving them some weird, like a lot of weird part can completely change like the, what's going on. And the nice thing about plant, Lego plants is even if they're kind of a more like sophisticated Legoer, it's just like really good for adding texture and density and filling up space. Like if you're building like a scene or a world or whatever. So um, I've just been really like pleased over the last while was just like what it has done to like how my kids they completely changed it used to be all star wars ships and like stuff that they would just make but now it's a lot like worlds and caves and stuff because i got them a bunch of rocks and a bunch of leaves and so they just you know they have this kind of like extra ingredient um so it's kind of weird but you can like go and buy like just a bag of random like plants or leaves or whatever and just like gift it to someone and i actually think it's a pretty awesome are they building like jungle yeah what are they building caves or like anything and so for them like they always want to have like characters or things that they're doing and like ships like they always default to ships and cars because that's just like what is they have parts for like wheels or like engines and wings and it's like well if you just give them the ingredients for like like base plates. The other thing I have done is like if you get a base plate, cheap base plates off Amazon and you put it on a piece of like double side tape it to a piece of wood. And so you have a piece of wood with a Lego plate on top. Then it's like a portable, like really strong base. And it's much easier to build like a world or like a scene. And if you just give them a bunch of ingredients, at least my kids, but I think every kid probably I would guess it's into Legos. It just completely opens up a whole new thing for them. And so, um, I don't know, it's just really, they're really fun. And it really, it's surprisingly how it impacts what you feel like you can do because you can fill a lot of space really quickly and et cetera. So that is my weird recommendation, like Lego plants. It's changing your relationship <laughs> with Lego. That's right. It, I mean, yeah. it really has completely changed like w- yeah. what my kids build. Uh, it's no longer just Star Wars ships, basically, <laughs> or like whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's an idios- idiosyncratic to like my kiddos, but I, I my sense is that it's not. So mm. this is a uh, total tangent, but I it's there's a really fascinating design problem or just problem in general to solve with kids and Legos in the form of organization yeah. and like what what yeah like what is the right balance uh for what what is even worth attempting yeah. <laughs> and then what is actually useful yeah. 
to the child in terms of enabling building things. Um, and so it's interesting. Like I, when we moved, it's like my oldest son has this like desk area with these like Ikea Alex drawers. And there were, I think 10 drawers total. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make these Lego drawers. And so a, it was just an in- interesting design exercise where it's like, you have exactly 10 categories. Like, what are those categories? Like, how do you organize the Legos in a way to where it's actually useful, but not too granular to where it's a pain to put them in those drawers? Because previously, our first attempt was like one of those tiny hardware drawers with the tiny little things. And no it way. was like, one by one bricks, one by two. And I was like, oh, that's way no, too no, granular. No. <laughs> that's, that is so, oh, so you what spring is thousand drawers like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's been, it's been fun. And I think I, it's like the 10 drawers is actually like a pretty good balance. Or like one of the drawers, for example, is just thick bricks. There's a thin bricks drawer and a thick bricks drawer, but they can be any denomination, like any length, but they just all go in there. And so I found like that level of granularity is actually useful. And it does actually enable, it's like if he can find pieces much faster then he's like built, he feels the freedom to kind of build things quicker. Do you mean plate versus brick? Is that what you mean? When you say thin, it's like plates, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, the plate style. Yeah, yeah, I have been through this cycle several times and have mostly given up. But mm-hmm. it is uh, the thing I've landed on is, especially for young kids, it's like get the bricks and the plates sorted because they're the bulk of all of the pieces. And if you just get those mm-hmm. out, it's actually way easier to find all the crazy weird pieces. Instead of trying to sort mm-hmm. those crazy mm-hmm. weird pieces, just like get the bulk out and then it's like way easier but yeah another important category is like joints and wheels and axles i have all it's like anytime you want to make something move then you like go into that drawer and you'll find that stuff so it's yeah it's a challenge it's it is a nightmare it's true Before we wrap up this gift guide episode, considering we have people in the mood for giving, let's get people to go buy our products. So I'll, I'll start with you two. What would you like to tell our listeners to go and buy? <laughs> well, dear listener, if you, I'm presuming we're going to post this episode pretty soon before the end of the week. And uh, if you go to studioneat.com right now, we're having a, sale 10% off sale don't even need a discount just go and buy something and it's automatically applied so do that for sure we have a new variant of the mark one which we haven't talked about yet it's a permanent steel version of the mark one you mean it's it's gonna be a stock it's gonna be our standard we're gonna standardly carry yeah it's not it's not a limited edition it's like a new variant of the mark one uh, sorry if that wasn't clear. So it's black on black. So it's black Cerakote steel body and then a dark black PVD coating on the knock. And uh, folks seem to be digging that one. So that could be one you could steel buy. Steel rules. That's why. Steel yeah. rules. So the early bird discount is until when? Uh, Friday the 17th. Okay. So. Yeah. Go fast. Go fast. What about yeah. you, Michael? Uh, we have just unveiled a new website for the Sidekick Notepad, which we've been working on 
well, for what feels like forever, because <laughs> uh, these <laughs> things are very complicated. And I'm very happy with the way that it's come out, and I think it does a good job of showing the notepad in its natural environment. So I would like people to go and look at it, and then maybe if they like the look of the product, they can go buy one. But really, I just want people to go to sidekicknotepad.com and look at our lovely website. Nice. We've got to go right now. Thank you. Look at that. It's, this was one of those things where we were really trying to find the balance because my designer wanted to do it was doing a lot of like i don't know the term is scroll jacking right uh-huh, like uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and i appreciated the route that he was taking with a lot of this stuff but i wanted to not make it too much because i know i have an audience that is very sensitive to these things mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also like this is what modern web design is so it's like where mm-hmm. do you find that balance and i think we found a good middle ground of having these things but not being too many of them and i'm really happy with it it's really nice we also went for bento style like yeah. there's some like apple influence there uh-huh. you know how they do like their product pages now and they have the little these are all the features um and mm-hmm. that's the part that i love the most because there's also custom animations in every single one of those bento boxes that you can go mm-hmm. and scroll over or tap and it does a thing so this has been months and months of work um and i'm super happy with the work that our designer David did for this. And it's hopefully now going to be like, we're going to make every time we have a product, there will be a website that looks like this one. A like PDP this page, as they say. I don't know what that product means. Product description yes, page. The, there you go. So we'll have one of the, like this style for all of our products uh-huh. in the future. And this was like the first one of those. So I'm really proud of it. I think it, it it's come together very well. Yeah, it's really good. Nice. It looks really nice work. It Thank it you. feels um, yeah, it feels like modern and good. Makes me jelly. It was built with a tool that I'd not heard of called Framer. Have you heard of this? I've heard of that, but I don't really like. Not is it just what just from like is it like a Figma or is it? I think so. I'd never heard of it, but it seems to be like the cool one now. Oh, like you can actually just like a build stuff. a site. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like Figma. A lot of people have been complimenting us on our cookie banner that it's very small. Small, yeah. It, like this was a thing that we were like, oh, we want to have like a, a like a nice cookie banner. But I've had a lot of comments today when I shared the website that people are like, oh, the cookie banner is so small. I yeah. love it. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay. I've also found out through this process that like there are people that sell nice cookie banners and they're like $20 a month. I know. Well, there's a lot of things like that in the world. (laughs) You need them though, right? But it's like, I was very surprised by like, someone can make a business selling the code for a cookie banner and it's $20 a month and people pay that. Yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah. Go for it. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, you did good. You done, you done good. Thank you. You done good. How, where did the photo, where the photography come from? We, uh, so one of the things that I realized pretty early on was, the product by and large is good around keyboards. Yeah. So I started hiring keyboard content creators to take photos for yeah. us. Mm. So the majority of the images on the webpage are from a guy who goes by Alex Otos online. He's one of my favorite keyboard streamers. Uh-huh. And his he he kind of became popular because of how good his photography is. And so we have had him 
taking photos of the sidekick and I've actually had him take some photos with the Mark ones. I think you see it should be in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Like the Mark mm-hmm. ones are in there too. Um, he loves the blue one. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> like I, sometimes I tune into his streams. He's just got it on his desk. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. He loves it. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, so yeah, he, Alex is like a just, he's such a good photographer. Um, and we've also had him, doing some video for us too recently for an, for a project that's upcoming so cool. yeah man it looks pro looks very pro i'm jelly oh thank you jelly jelly i'm very i'm very happy with it I'm very happy yeah with i wonder it. i wonder yeah, that question of the like scroll hacking thing is uh mm. is a real question um i don't know i don't know what my opinion i know it was never love it but I would. What was the difference for you? Like, what convinced you to do it? Because it feels like what modern websites feel like. Uh huh. Right. So that that was the element of like, I want people to come to this website and it feels professional. Yeah. Right. And this is what professional web design is now. That like you get to certain parts of a web page and wild things start happening. Right. Yeah. And like the thing that sold it for me was. There's the part of the page where um, like a page of the notepad tears off and it reveals another page underneath. Yeah, that that feels like something that you could not easily – you couldn't have two yeah. images of that and have it feel good. And when he showed me that, I was like, oh, I really like it. And initially there were four and I was like, all right, let's cut that down to two. And like similarly, there's like images, like full bleed images later on, and we like cut those down. Gotcha. But like it, there was just an element of it where it's like I know that – I know that – nerds in my life don't like this but there is a reason that it's done yeah and when it's done well and tastefully it can look nice yeah but you've just got to be reserved where i think some people including apple go way too too hard sometimes and like you're scrolling for 20 minutes just to get to the bottom of the page yeah yeah that that feels wrong like that feels a little broken yeah 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 but that it can be done well. I mean, it's obviously very phone focused, right? Like in that regard, right? Like all of those types of web pages don't work so well with your Logitech MX Master Three mouse with the scroll wheel, right? Like you're doing a lot of scrolling to get through. But it's kind of like for me, it's just you kind of got to give in to what the web is a little bit now, and and I think that we were able to find like a balance where it's there. But it's not too much. So I'm happy with it. Very happy with it, in fact. Yeah. Do you know what percentage of your traffic is uh, mobile versus desktop? Uh, We launched the site today, so no. (laughs) Uh, I I will be intrigued to know. Like, I will be intrigued to know. Get those KPIs going, bro. (laughs) Let's find out. Uh, I mean, it's all in there. Like, the the analytics are in there. So that will be actually really interesting to find out um, over time. But it was built with everything in mind, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think this page looks nice. I would push back against the idea that like modern web pages need to do this type of thing. I don't think they need to. I just think it's a thing that exists a lot. And I think people think Mm -hmm. it's fancy, you know, I actually don't know if that's true. Uh, Like, I wonder if it's kind of we're a little bit over this where it's. The wow factor is kind of gone. Yeah, like, I can see that. You know, it's. I, I'd I'd be fascinated to hear like what the overall. Uh, there's no really way to. 
gauge that, I guess. But the feedback that I have had so far, just from sharing it on social media, is people. I've had multiple people say to me, "I usually don't like this, but you've done it mm-hmm. well." And like that's how mm-hmm. I kind of feel. Like we didn't. I really didn't want to go too much, but I just think, especially that Notepad thing. I just think it's a nice way to show the product in use that like mm-hmm. you that you tear the pages out, and so like I think it mm-hmm. it works for that. But yeah, this mm-hmm. was. I mean. For what you're saying is why it got cut back quite a lot through its yeah. design iteration. Yeah. We had a lot more of it in the initial design and it felt cumbersome in areas to use. Like we were using a lot of imagery, like scrolling through imagery. And I, I can see there can be something nice about that, but not if you're trying to get through the web page as such. But that's, that's this is just, it's complicated, this stuff, right? This is the, yeah, this is the... yeah. This is the challenge. Mm -hmm. Cool. Awesome. Keep going. Happy thoroughly considered holidays, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Happily thorough holidays. Thoroughly considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 106.